welcome to Blaze and Guts. I'm Teresa Blaze, and today I got my sidekick, my co-host, my all-around good friend and football lover, Michelle Saunders Guts. Michelle, how are you doing today? Hey, Teresa, I'm doing pretty good. Hey, winding down 2023, looking forward to some football coming up and uh, ready to finish out the year with our great conversations. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm loving the idea of a new year. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, because now we're starting to come down towards the end of the season. We're going to find out who are the winners, who are the losers, and who desperately needs an upgrade. I'll give the uh, summary first. All of our teams lost, (sighs) which, you know, but in their losing, I think some teams performed better than others. The question is, you know, what are the playoff implications and what does this mean going forward? We're about to get into that. And I think for some teams, um, the next game or two is really going to decide their season. You know, I, I just think they either are going to figure out what it takes to win, knuckle up and get on the field and do their job or they're not. And there's really no wiggle room now. Yeah, this is when you really see those that are hungry step up and they you know nfl games are so crazy we can sit here and speculate but each game is like a new slate right so you could be the worst team you could be the worst team and play the best team and beat the best team depending on the day and we've seen that right we've seen that in this season Oh, we we have. And it's surprising. You know, they have that saying any given Sunday. Well, yeah, that's basically true because, you know, you go in, you think, okay, this team is probably going to lose. And then they surprise the heck out of you and they don't. And you're going, what just happened? So, and one such case, in my opinion, was Denver and the Patriots. I went into that game thinking Denver has this. I mean, they have a rock solid defense. But unfortunately, so do the Patriots. And I think, you know, the Patriots, um, they came to win. Uh, I mean, they have a losing record overall, but they came to win. And Denver, I mean, Denver has got to shore up their offensive line. Russell was getting way too uh, dodgy back in that pocket. He could not get comfortable enough to throw anything. and. I was just watching that going, guys, do your job. Make some blocks. Don't let the Patriots get back there because their defense is really good at, at, at doing their job. And, you know, I so I and, and the thing is for Denver, they can't really afford to lose any more games if they want a playoff run. I mean, I don't even know what their playoff picture is now, but I'm pretty sure it ain't looking so good. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see how they end the year. And does it seem like uh, Russell Wilson and uh, Sean Payton have, um, you know, reconciled from their last altercation? I think so. I mean, they seem to be on the same page, but they can't seem to get their offensive line on the same page. I think the best way for the team to do what they need to do between now and the end of the year, because, you know, they are playing the chargers on the 31st. Uh, 
And the Raiders on the seventh, I mean, they just need to stay in their lane and they need to play. And they're talking about starting a quarterback and making it uh, the, the Jarrett Stidham. He's, I mean, they're talking about having him start on the Chargers game. Oh, that, so that's our interesting, interesting, because the Chargers, ugh, wow. I mean, and here's the thing. I mean, it's very nerve wracking to throw in a start, you know, a startup quarterback, right? I mean, back up and uh, it's interesting why they're doing that. I'm assuming. Why are they doing it now? That that would be yeah, my question. Yeah, why, that's why, why I'm going. Yeah. Why, why this late in the season? Your season is pretty much done. But maybe, you know, that's how they use their backup quarterbacks. You know, and then they try Unless to they do just that. want to get him reps. I mean, they figure that the season is gone anyway, so why not just work on getting him reps? Yeah, that's what I mean. I think maybe that could be part of it. So it'll be interesting to see. That's exciting, though, for him. I mean, he prepares to make his first start of the season, right? And he's a great player, they say. You know, he uh, has done a great job with what he's needed to. Um, he's anxious. You know, he wants to. Do what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be interesting. Well, for the Charger fans, I think they'll get a good look at their backup. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, I think I did hear that they were going to not play. What was it that I saw that they were considering benching Russell Wilson? So, hmm, which I find interesting. Why are they doing again? Are they trying to just get their quarterbacks uh, backup reps? They want. I guess to preserve him. I mean, uh, uh, that's all I know. You know, they are eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah. Well, that was on them. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, It's not a done deal, but I guess the late season benching is an indicator that Denver will end the Wilson ride after two seasons. And his, I guess, as of yesterday, he put out a tweet that says god's got me looking forward to what's next which mean that sounds yeah that sounds to me like they're willing to cut ties with him that's going to be interesting i'm going to be interested to see what they do as far as quarterback going they can't seem to settle on a quarterback for the life of them man they they've struggled since peyton left it was it was you know it was elway and then peyton and you know then the tumultuous tebow and, you know, Drew, Locke, you know, some of the other. And they just, I mean, that's got to be hard on the on the team, too. Absolutely, because you, know? you get used to one guy and how he does things. Um, and you get used to the uh, communication and and then the constant changing of who is actually behind the, the, the um, line calling the plays. That's really, yeah, that's really rough. So... It will be interesting to see what they do going forward. Absolutely. Good conversation, though, Teresa. Absolutely. Let's move on to your team, the Chiefs. Michelle, what the heck happened? Well, the offense was poopy. That's all I'm going to say. The offense was poopy. I mean, the defense was fine, but... Yeah, their offense was... uh, It was just really bad. And Mahomes didn't play his best either. I think the telling play 
two plays of that game took place in 12 seconds. Seriously, guys, 12 seconds. They score, uh, they strip the ball back in the end zone. They score a defensive touchdown. Then the very next play, Mahomes throws a pick six and they run it back for another touchdown. Yeah, that was cool. But yeah. That was cool if you're a fan of the other team. That's what I mean. You're sitting there going, (laughs) what the? Right. You know, 12 seconds and they, and they, and they grab 14 points. Are you kidding me? It was really a rough start, a bumpy, bumpy. And they just look like they were completely out of sync. I mean, they still are a playoff team, but dear Lord, they've got to shore it up because that, that was not a playoff team. Well, and you know, there was a lot of frustration throughout that game too. I mean, they haven't consistently been able to play well, you know, it's just, that's been, it almost feels like, like this whole year has been, um, yeah, that way. Yeah. Like, you know, you go into it thinking, Hey, they've got this. They're a good team. I mean, you know, they've got the tools. They're going to do okay. And this entire year, they have just struggled. Well, okay. So let's talk about that because in the preseason, they were even mm, okay. You know, we did see a win uh, over the Cardinals and the Chiefs won the Browns or beat them. But then you go into the regular season and the Lions beat them by one point. Then the Chiefs beat the Jaguars. Then you see the Chiefs doing a great job with the Bears. Then the Chiefs did a great job with the Jets. And the Vikings, and then the Chiefs did a great job with playing the Broncos and the Chargers. And then on the 29th, this is when this whole thing started, okay, of October. You see, the Broncos beating the Chiefs. Uh, The Chiefs did beat the Dolphins, but the Eagles beat them on November 20th. They did resurrect and play the Raiders and did a good job on that game. And then the Packers, which they were not, they have not been a great team here. They beat the chiefs on the third of December. And then the bills beat them on the 10th. Thankfully they were able to step up and beat the Patriots on the 17th of this month. And then You see the Chiefs losing to the Raiders. And now who's going to win? They're playing the same time as the Broncos, I believe, on the 31st. And then they play the Chargers. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be telling, but it's just been up and down and up and down, depending on injury. And did you see, did you see Pacheco's helmet fly off and then him get hit? Yes, I remember that. And I'm sitting there. Why didn't he put his helmet tighter? What's going on? Did it get knocked off or did he not I have a tight? I, I, I don't know. I think he might it might have gotten knocked off. Uh, and the thing that really concerned me is that he took a straight headshot. Oh, it, I saw it. It, was, it looked horrible. And I'm sitting there going, uh-oh, that's, ooh. You know, and thank Kelsey's God. been frustrated throughout this season. And Patrick's been frustrated. And Reed and Patrick... Got, got fined 
And then Kelsey and Reed got into it. I mean, there's been a lot of emotion. Hmm. Well, when you're struggling to have a winning record, which, you know, even though the Chiefs are still in first place, I think they're struggling to still find that identity. You know, I, I mean, the, you've got the tale of two teams here. I mean, what Chiefs team are we going to see going into these next two games? And that's what many people say. Where are the Chiefs? What? Where are the Chiefs who, who kidnapped my Chiefs? You know, who are these people? Who, who are the imposters on the field? I mean, you know, those are kind of the fans, you know, that are out there and what they're saying about this crazy team. You know, albeit, like you said, they are leaders in the AFC West. But, you know, you've got the Dolphins out there as the leaders. You've got the Ravens out there. You've got the 49ers out there. Yeah, you've got the eh, Jags and Colts and Texans are all kind of there. Um, They're in their conference. They're all in the same, you know, I guess standing area is what you would see. And then you've got the Eagles, right? They're still, they're still kind of struggling a little, but they're, they're there about the same with the 49ers and the Lions. And so, and of course the Buccaneers are leading in the NFC South. So we've got such a span of what is the teams that are out there that are consistent, you know, how are they going to play? Because even those teams at times have just looks like they were taken over by imposters. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not expecting a, a, a 17 game season. I, wins. I'm not expecting that because, you know, there's plenty of other good teams. I am like, if you're coming into this season and you're playing the game of football, get your stuff done. That's, I mean, it really comes back to this fundamentals. What is the job of the offensive line? What is that the job of that line? One, to protect their quarterback and prevent the other team's line from getting to him. You know, give him time to make his reads, to do his job and make his throws or pull it down and run if he so chooses. You know, okay, that, that's the job of that line, uh, football 101. They need to get back to that because their defense is playing well enough, I would say. Uh, but their offense, they're playing like rookies. And I know they're not. It's just... <sighs> I don't know. I, it's almost like, um, I, I don't know, distractions, injuries, frustrations, maybe complacency. Well, I know injuries don't help. No, they don't help. But, you know, you can't always, I mean, Patrick will say, you know, I was off here, I was off here, I'm still learning. You know, this receiver is still learning. You know, they have made some great plays and some things, but... Some of the when they're when they lose, they you know it's just it it's just a nasty kind of loss. You right. know, I'm gonna call out Kelsey because he's not on form. I mean, how many? I mean, yes, he's made some great plays, but how many drop balls? You know, I don't know what's going on with him either. It I, I don't know because is it, he's been injured through his career with football. And 
he wants, you know, he's a style, he's an incredible receiver and everything. I mean, he's got it. So I don't know. I don't know how you, how, I mean, what is it that, I mean, cause like, I don't think it's a communication issue with, between him and Mahomes. I don't, you know, because I know he's the, their, uh, Mahomes' go-to guy. The problem that I see is follow through. When that ball is coming his way, he has got to follow through and catch. You know, you, you know, bring it to your body, secure the daggum ball before you turn and run. You know, you have to kind of look at too. He's been really uh, covered by other teams too. You know, like three or four people hitting him at once. You know what I'm saying? So we do have to look at that too. Yeah, I could see that. You know, I mean, they want to take him out of the picture and and force uh, Patrick to uh, go to other guys. I could see that. I, I do. I do see some of that, too. You know, I mean, his stats are out there. That is for sure. And I do think he struggled a lot more this year, you know, with his success. I mean, he's been in since 2013. He's been, you know, his career and you can get all those career stats out on the NFL app and everything else, you know, regarding him and other players. But, you know, I'm sure that this has been when you don't easily get touchdowns. And and that's what I've seen. He's not been able to get touchdowns easily, you know, the scoring at times. I would agree. I would agree. And, but I would say that the highlight for me, the highlight for this team, you know, that I see is in their uh, running game with Pacheco. That guy is, (laughs) I mean, dear God, I would not want to be a defensive player in, in his way. Okay. He just runs you over, period. He's really fun to watch. So I haven't heard anything lately other than he's got a concussion and and I have not heard if they'll put him on the field yet. He has to follow their, you know, protocol. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I don't we'll have to wait and see. You know, I know they've got that backup uh, court um, running back who's pretty good, at too. But, oh, yeah, I think for me, watching him has been just I. I'm glad you're not running against my team. Okay. You just keep running, but don't run against my team. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And you know, he is a running back. That is for sure. I and, mean, he, did, know, he, did, he, just he is a it. running back. He just stokes it and, and run and pretty much turns the other, uh, uh, defensive player, whoever it is into a train wreck. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and you just watch and You're like, he's going to feel that in the morning. Yep. <laughs> yeah he's i mean he's i believe he's only 24 years old right but i mean yeah because i was reading up a little bit more on his background and where he was from what he played and how he got to where he is and you know it'll be interesting to see what what happens based on the injury list for the Bengals and for the chiefs um as they play and i'm gonna say this i don't think Chiefs and Bengals, I will not guarantee a win on the Chiefs side. Cannot. Can't guarantee a win there. Chiefs and Chargers, I'm willing to go out on a limb and say the Charger the Chargers are gonna lose because because of how ugh, they are playing horrible. 
Well, yeah, I don't know. I want to hold out faith as a fan. And I do want to say that, you know, they're going to try to beat the Bengals. It'll be interesting to see, but I'm going to stand by my Chiefs and say, okay, they're going to win this and they're going to win the next game and they're going to win the next, the rest of the season. We'll have to see. I mean, because right now I, you know, it's a, like I said, it's a tale of two teams and we'll have to see what comes. So um, before we get, before we jump into our third team, let's touch on our sponsor and that is uh, Faith Fuel Supplements, guys. I am really big. And I know, Michelle, you are too, really big on supplements. I really am. Um, and the thing with Faith Fuel is that not only are you getting good quality uh, health and wellness product, you're also going to get encouragement because there is actually scripture printed on every bottle of, of supplement that we that we produce. Why? Because, you know, the uh, I, the Bible says that I would have you to prosper even as your soul prospers. And the thing is, you know, it's hard to prosper and do what you're doing if you're not feeling 100%. And believe me, Michelle, and I can tell you, the hard days, you know, we're doing stuff, we're, we're rocking things. And when we don't feel 100%, it makes it that much harder. Would you not agree, Michelle? Yes, I agree. And I do think you have to be proactive about your health and you have to look at your immune system. And that's the key. If you don't have a good immune system, then you can't fight off viruses and infections and things like that. So definitely it's important that people understand what they're getting nutritionally and what they're getting and needing in their bodies that are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So and one of the products that we actually feature, it's, a, it's an adult multivitamin gummy um, and it's called Temple Fuel. And so I recommend you guys check that out. You can go to www.faithfuelsupplements.com forward slash store. Uh, if you use the code BNG, um, you will see, you will receive a 10% discount off of your first order. Go to www.faithfuelsupplements.com forward slash store. Let's touch on the Cardinals. Ah, Cardinals and Bears. Who was better? Justin Fields? Fields or Kyler Murray? Well, if you judge it by what I saw um, on this Sunday, this last Sunday, unfortunately, I think the Bears were better. And it wasn't, you know, I mean, they're not, they're they're not an A A, A plus team. They're not. But they played better. Um, The Cardinals, I think, you know, and we talked about this with Patrick Mahomes, right? He made his throws. But what I saw big time is, one, the Cardinals couldn't stop the run to save their life. They kept getting gashed. I mean, just ripped apart because the Bears were running the football. Number two, when they were on offense, they couldn't get anything going. They just couldn't. And I have to ask myself, and I know a lot of... um I know, uh, you know, some media is actually asking right now in the Cardinal circle, is Kyler Murray the quarterback for the future? Um, I don't know. I don't know. And, you know, depending on, I mean, you know, they've got a losing season going here. And Michelle, you know this, when you have a losing season, it's hard to get up and finish out the season well. But you're being paid. 
it doesn't matter. You're being paid in the NFL. You're being paid to perform. And you're being paid a lot of money to do that. And even when, you know, we just, we have to be professionals. And I would think that no matter what, you would want to always pay play your best because you could be traded or it could affect your career. And most in the NFL care about their careers. I mean, that's why they do what they do. They work their whole life, their entire lives to get to the NFL. I mean, it's um, once you make it in the NFL, that's just a huge, huge, huge accomplishment. It opens up doors, especially after you're done. Yeah. It's like, it's just like, you know, when people are trying to build and they're trying to work towards their dreams and, you know, there's days that it's, Feels like you're losing, you know, but you can't stop. You can't stop. You can't give up. And those coaches, they can't give up because they could be fired. You know, the owners are watching, the commissioner's watching. I mean, you've got, it's a business. It is. And and the product and the thing is now, you know, especially when you're dealing with a team that has a losing season, like the Cardinals have, um, you've got players that are now focusing on, okay, I need to put good tape on the field. Why? Because I need to earn my spot on this team or on another team. Right. And then you got the fan base. Look how much money they're spending. I mean, the fans are what's keeping the whole NFL league going. Very true. I don't, and I mean, I don't, what's the cost of an average ticket these days? I don't know. People are telling me to go now. I think $400 for a family of four, it might be even more than that. If you go to Arrowhead here, I mean, and that's just, you know, nothing great for seats. And that doesn't count concessions. That doesn't count uh, uh, merchandise. That is strictly, yeah. I know the owners of the Chiefs here, they're trying to uh, do something with the fans. Like you can pay to get into a raffle. And they're giving at the fourth quarter, the end of the game, uh, the Chiefs play where they do this. The fan, one fan gets half of the um, the 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 uh, money in the raffle, you know. Oh, and wow. So, I didn't so, know yeah, about that. So, That's cool. Yeah. So you can buy 10, spend $10 and get 10 tickets or excuse me, get 10 um, numbers. And then. You could your number could be picked and then you get half of whatever has come in from the raffle, you know, and that's a lot of money for one fan. And they've been doing that, you know, so I think, you know, you got to get creative as the owner. You got to get creative all the way when it comes to appeasing the fans, um, especially when, you know, you've been a winning team and you got people that, you know, are hungry for football out there. I sit there and I hear about, you know, and and this is just me as a Cardinals fan. I, one thing that I want to make a goal, you know, I want to go see a game. I want to go experience the Cardinals. I want to go experience. Now, as I've said, I am a basketball fan as well. So I want to go experience the Suns. Why? Because 
my love and affinity for that team, when I think about these these teams, and I think this is something overall that we're seeing, why do fans enjoy the games? Because they've developed a, a, a love for them. It's, they see the team as a part of their family. Like community. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, for me, I, uh, when I, when, and this goes back to, okay, when I watch Phoenix Suns games, why do I watch them? Because when I think about them, I think about my Aunt Marge, who taught me the game. Why do I watch Arizona Cardinals game? Because when I think about them, I think about Kurt Warner, who actually visited my daughter when she was in a uh, uh, wellness facility. His wife and uh, the coach's wife at the time, Coach Wizenhunt, would actually come and work with the kids. And Kurt Warner took the time to visit. And I have a picture of him holding my daughter when she was a baby. That cemented my love for that team come... Win, lose, whatever. I love that team. Okay. You have your own reasons. I know you do, Michelle. You have a love for your team as well. We both also have a love for the Denver Broncos. I uh, I remember uh, when I was a kid, I got to meet John Elway, you know? And by the way, the guy is very tall. <laughs> you know, I'm a little, what, six-year-old kid, and that guy was huge. I went to church with John Elway. When I was living in Denver, we went to Cherry Hills. He was there with his wife, Janet, at the time. And Tani uh, was in Sunday school with a couple of his children, you know, and he was quite the celebrity in the Denver area at the time he was playing. And I love football. He was part of the reason, you know, I started really enjoying the game. Well, and I got I got into the game originally because I got tickets to the Denver Broncos were playing the Denver police department in a basketball game. And as a kid, they actually brought me out whenever they needed a free throw. They brought, they would bring me out and have me shoot the shot. And so I, I remember these things and I love the team and I got to, okay, now I want to understand football. Why, you know, and I've never seen a guy put down so much pizza, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, because I got to meet That's him at a hilarious. pizza place, and, and, you know, and I was so small at the time that his foot, his uh, Super Bowl ring, felt like a bracelet on me. You know, and so, but what? It, why, why am I bringing up these stories? Because when you are a fan, you develop an affinity for your team. When you think about your team, you have memories and feelings that are attached. Absolutely, and with your family. Yes. I mean, Aunt Marge, my Aunt Marge, she loved football. She loved basketball. And so she would sit down with me and I would be going, what's a foul? What is it? What, what did they do? Why, why, why are they calling a penalty here? And she would explain what happened. And I will remember that for the rest of my life. And I am a lifelong fan of, of, of the Cardinals. I am a lifelong fan of, of, of the Broncos. And I love the Suns. And to me, you know, that's why. That's why. So I think, honestly, you know, getting back to the actual gameplay on the field, when you're looking at a team that's struggling and losing, get realize that you have fans that have invested a lot and not so much capital, emotional capital. They have invested a lot to, to, to uh, ride with you. Respect that enough to play well. Well, and it's like being a servant. As you serve in the NFL, 
you need to have a servant attitude and, you know, have a humble attitude and walk in humility and be grateful that you're there. And it's easy because our culture wants to bring in celebrity to everything, right? Which is highly annoying, by the way. It is. It is annoying. We shouldn't be worshiping anyone or any person or, I mean, it's not the way it works. They're humans, right? They, they, I mean, they have gifting, like everyone has different gifting. And yes, they have charisma or, you know, they have talent or they have things. But the bottom line is nobody should be doing that. No, and no, it, it's it, called idolatry. Do it. Yeah. And in the Christian world, you know, we, we, we learn that that's not what we're supposed to be seeking after. Mm-mm. Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added to you. And I do think there's some people out there that play in the NFL that do understand that. And, you know, but, you know, there are people too that, you know, we, we get kick out of, you know, like Jason Kelsey and Travis is a hoot. And, you know, Patrick is, does great in the media. Um, and his little kiddos are so precious. And then you see people like, um, you know, that John Elway, who was there for a long time, you know, in the media. And then you had, you know, the Peyton brothers, right? And, and what they're doing. And then, you know, you, Aaron Rodgers and, you know, you've seen him out there a lot. And, you know, some of the more, seasoned quarterbacks like Tom Brady, you know, you see him everywhere, you know, and his marriage and all that was always on the, you know, everywhere out there in the public eye. And I think the biggest issue that we have as a, I mean, if we're going to go there, the biggest issue that we have as a society, and I, you know, it's, is that we put these people on a pedestal. Okay. And we, we set them up as idols and, and then when they fall, it's like, wait, they're human. They're, you know, they're not going to have it together all the time, you know, but we, we worship them almost. Well, the other thing too, Teresa, is I think we all like to follow winners, right? Winners like to follow winners, right? You want to be around winners. And the thing is, is that when people don't win, Sometimes people don't want to attach themselves to teams that aren't winning. <laughs> but you, I mean, but to be, you, but no one can win forever. And so that's where you get loyalty, right? That's where you bring, bring on your fan loyalty. You look at things differently. And, but I do know so many people in the KC community, they really build their community around the Chiefs. And they build their community around the Royals or they build their community around the Diamondbacks, who, by the way, went, you know, they went to the World Series for the second time in their, I mean, in which I am like, you know, do I understand? Do I, am I a huge like baseball fan? I've gone to a few games. I wouldn't call myself like a, a hardcore fan, but I enjoy listening once in a while. You know what I mean? I mean, that's completely different. But, you know, I actually paid attention when they went to the World Series. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. You know, you know, but loyalty. Yeah, I I totally am with you there because, you know, I've gone through the droughts and, you know, the Cardinals playing like utter garbage. I've gone through the droughts of uh, my favorite basketball team 
not playing at all where they should. And yet I've also gone through seasons where they were playing very well. So, you know, as a fan, you learn, you really learn what it is to stick by that, your team. Now, does that mean that, that, that you are, um, that you shouldn't give them, uh, criticism when they royally screw up? I think as a fan, you have a right to hold them accountable. You do. And some people get frustrated because they attach so much of who they are to their teams and their identity. I mean, let's face it. I mean, when you're at the top, I mean, you get, there's a lot of jealousy that can be there. A lot of jealousy. And then there's like, you know, people that want to dig at you, you know, when your team doesn't win. And uh, you got to have thick skin. That is for sure. So, wow. I mean, I think we've covered a lot here, Michelle. I think the the final take here for the Cardinals is, dear God, please just get, you know, learn to stop the run. Please just learn to stop the run. That's all. (laughs) I love the Cardinal birds. I love the team, you know, the Cardinals. I have Cardinals everywhere. So I always think about them and think about you. And I just hope for the Cardinals that they can get their mojo and finish out the season well. And with Denver, you know, I think Russell Wilson has a great attitude for what is transpiring and where his future is. And then you've got the Chiefs that have to finish well and they're going to just have to keep their attitude adjusted and, you know, do the things that they know that they can do, that they can win and, you know, stay focused on that. And try to keep your personal life or your relationships or whatever out of it and just stay in your lane and do do what you need to do to play your game. Exactly. If you're an offensive line, uh, your job is to keep that defensive man across from you, you know, impose your will on him and force him back. Keep him away from your quarterback. That's all. That's really that's all. You know, if you're a receiver, your job is to get away from that defensive guy and get open so you can get thrown the ball. That's all. I mean, you know, nothing really, nothing too hard. So (laughs) we're just two crazy ladies talking football, right? We love it. And that's the point of our show. And uh, we hope we can grow our fan base. And I'm so excited to see what we're going to do next season and i'm hoping you know that we'll you know we'll be able to continue doing what we're doing and and uh bring in more we've got more some things. cool stuff happening and uh you know but we still have a whole playoff run to cover so it's gonna oh, be i know gal with that michelle i think we're gonna end it here thank you so much for coming thank you well i'm Teresa blaze this has been blaze and gutch and we're out across someone that we don't know about please text it in i want you to text nfl to 575-223-1596 you're going to get a little link you're going to fill out your information and if you got football thoughts anything we want to hear about it 